This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily. NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. If you're watching on YouTube, it is Wednesday, March 9th. I guess technically, if you're listening to the podcast in audio form, it's Thursday, March 10th, which is another layer of back to the future complexity that we have added to this podcast as a result of going live on YouTube basically every day at 1 p.m. Hit the subscribe button. Smash the like button. If you're in the chat, tell us hello. Give a shout out to Tyler Sullivan. AKA Sully. That's three L's, just like your uh, your StreamYard name. I don't know if you know that. Oh, is that true? Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tough, no, it's fine. tough break, um, kids. I mean, but, uh, but breach, breach is breach of Palooza. I mean, um, I kind of like the idea that you're Sully. Um, well, I take the extra L for mess, messing that up. So, <laughs> anyway, what's up, man? How you doing? What's going on? How you doing? Uh, I'm good. Good. Everything's great. My dog's getting a haircut. My wife is. Texting me nonstop about random stuff every day of my life. That's great. We're, yeah. We are running very different lives at the moment. I'm on. I'm on getaway day. This is my last day before vacay. So, so sounds we, fun. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> um, leave a five star review with a question attached to it on Apple if you want to be involved in a mailbag, and we want you. To compete with us in a bracket challenge game, I'll be in there. Wilson will be there. Breach will be there. We'll apparently get Sully, Sully in there as well. And we'll want you in there too. You go to cbssports.com slash pick six brackets. All one word. And the winner gets a $100 gift card to Paramount Plus. You'll be able to watch NCAA tournament games with Paramount Plus. Tons of soccer from the Champions League to CONCACAF. Golf majors in the spring and NFL football in the fall. Also, we're excited for the debut of Halo. I'm excited about this too. This is streaming March 24th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com slash Halo to try it free. Back to the brackets. The winner's just one pool. Nobody. You can also create a group to compete against friends and fill out your bracket for the chance to win a trip to the 2023 Final Four. I can promise you NC State will not be there. You can play on CBS Sports app or at CBSSports.com slash pick six brackets. Link will be in the episode description. You know, NC State went seven and twenty-five against the spread in college basketball this year. Virtually impossible. Literally, literally, Sully, the worst against the spread record of any college basketball team in the country. Yeah, that doesn't seem too great. And I feel like you were. Did you did you ride that pretty hard? They, they seem to be. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Down the stretch, <laughs> I rode it pretty hard. Pretty pretty hard. Um. Anyway, this is not a college basketball pos- podcast. Um. This is an NFL podcast. Sorry, my wife is texting me about lunch now. Just she knows about podcasting. It's fine. She she cranks up. It's unbelievable. She like cranks up her texting when I'm podcasting. It's like a spidey sense type of thing. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah it really is. It's 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 kind of crazy. Um, 
So Tuesday was one of the weirdest days, wildest days ever. How is where we? All right. So you've been, you've been doing this for a hot minute now. How would you rank it in your like you know, career? If you yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's up there for me, and I'm, I'm I mean you know, totally no. Debo threw out biggest trade in NFL history with Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. And we were sort of like, eh. and then we thought about it for five or 10 minutes and we're like, yeah, probably. It's one of the biggest ones. I mean, that I can remember just off the top of the head. Like that makes, again, you're talking about quarterback movement in his prime going to a team with a loaded division now. Yeah. I mean, there's like a ton of storylines that we can look at that, especially with the after effects with Seattle too, ripping it down, getting rid of Bobby Wagner. Like, well, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to get to next is like, yeah. I mean, cause when, when they traded Russ, it was like, okay, they got these picks. And immediately there was like this buzz about Deshaun Watson. It's like, oh, like if, I mean, if Seattle pulls the move where they trade Russ and then get Deshaun Watson, then they have completely upgraded from an age standpoint. And I mean, it's gone down basically a decade, right? Isn't Deshaun Watson like 25, 26? Yeah. And Russ is 33. Yeah. But I then mean, they cut Bobby Wagner. It's like, right. oh. Are they just doing a full-blown rebuild? Because, man, I don't. I guess. I guess. I guess the, the better question is, what are the Seahawks doing? Because they have a seventy-year-old head coach with a, a lot of youthful exuberance about him, but they just got rid of their like, like their two best players, and so I, I don't. I don't know if they are trying to rebuild on the fly, if they are trying to revamp, if they are trying to you know, go get another quarterback. It's it's very confusing. Yeah, I think really the, the most confusing part about it, I think, is the fact that Pete Carroll's 70 years old. If you would, yes. if he's just a regular head coach, average age, you'd say, okay, this team's ripping it down, they're resetting. The only reason we're getting some pause here is because the head coach is where he's at in his career. And so, yes, you know, you could, you know, play the game, okay, if they go out and acquire Deshaun Watson, it changes things. But, I mean, they did just get rid of, like you said, arguably their two best players and definitely their two most longest tenured players on the team, two of the best players in franchise history. That screams rebuild to me. And again, if they get lucky and land on their feet and land one of these elite quarterbacks, that's great. They can keep things moving. But ultimately, I think this leads to something a little bit more drastic and them kind of reshaping. Maybe they follow uh, um, you know, a Belichick Patriots type of mode because he's an older head coach. They kind of went down for one year reset everything, went after a quarterback in the draft the following year, and then they kind of get things rolling again. Again, they could draft the quarterback this year. That's a possibility. But ultimately, I do think this is a team that is trending more towards resetting unless a quarterback falls in their lap. So you're thinking like Belichick post-Brady? Post-Brady, the first year post-Brady. 2020, you bring in the Cam Newton, you try to make it work, and if it doesn't, at least you'll have a high draft pick and get a get a quarterback there. Hmm. I mean, that's like... No offense to the Patriots. Like, they, they were good this year. They were fine. And they, like, at one point, they were number one seed in the AFC. But, like, I mean, if that – I don't know. I, I, the, I guess the difference is, like, I look at – you know, you look at what the Seahawks were, what the Seahawks are, and I, it's it's just hard to imagine them being good in, in 2021 unless there's some magic planet quarterback out there and, and maybe they trade for – I I've heard that like I've heard and I, and I don't put like total stock in this, but like the, there's some buzz in their trade for Kirk cousins or Deshaun Watson. Like that doesn't solve anything in Seattle. Right. 
I don't I don't think so. I mean, I mean, certainly you're you're cushioning the blow from going from Russell Wilson to what what is it right now? Geno Smith technically or Drew Locke? I uh, mean, Jacob, like Jacob Eason, Drew Locke, and uh, Geno Smith's a free agent, I believe. Uh, so you know, still you know, same same type of group of quarterback. I would say you'd obviously you know upgrade from where you are there, but ultimately, yeah, no, I, I don't know if you're competing with Kyler Murray in, in the Cardinals and the or Super Bowl champion Rams. Or, like, yeah, you know. or what if Trey Lance is good, right? Exactly. Like, like that mean, is a tough spot for them to be in. And, and we're leaving out this portion, too, where, you know, you move on from Russell Wilson. You move on from Bobby Wagner. What is that going to do to the rest of the roster? Does Tyler Lockett, you know, there's rumors around here in New England, like, oh, should the Patriots go after Tyler Lockett? Or on the defensive side of the ball, Jamal Adams – went to Seattle to go play for a winning team with Russell Wilson. He forced a trade from, from the New York Jets. What is he going to do now? What, you know, does, does he look at this and say, all right, well, I don't, this is exactly what I didn't want. Um, Lockett's trade, Lockett trade would be very complex money wise. I believe. Yeah. You would have to, if you trade before June one, it's $19.8 million in dead cap space. And if and then another eleven point four million dollars in dead cap space next year, and you lose nine point seven five million dollars in cap space if you trade him before June one. So yeah, it's very unlikely, I would say, or not yeah. very unlikely, but it just would be a financial headache. It, it would need to be a restructure, I think, like an extension sign and like he's got four years left on his team <laughs> yeah this is it's a weird one this would be a tough one to tough one to trade it would need to be like four years like basically basically do an extension with dummy years and then knock the cap number down and then trade him if they were going to do that unless they're just completely tanking right which is not out of the question i guess because the next year they'll be free of the jamal adams trade the the picks right like they, like they'll have their own first round pick next year i believe that that's true yeah i'm pretty sure that's right um very on point of us of course, uh, course. <laughs> no but i mean like the, the the point being is like if you're gonna restructure if you're gonna re, if you're gonna rebuild you know do it do it when you've definitely got your own first round pick for and, sure and another first round pick so and also be smart about your assets i mean you know if you are going to hit this reset button are you going to go into next offseason trying to franchise and spend a ton of money on DK Metcalf to pay him as arguably the top wide receiver in the NFL? He's in the final year of his deal in 2022. He was a second-round pick. Remember, there's no fifth-year fifth option. So you're talking about a franchise tag or, or paying him as, as one of the elite receivers in the NFL where you can go maybe be proactive and say, all right, you know, let's field some offers for him as well. You know, it depends on where you feel the timeline is with your organization. Again, with Pete Carroll being so old, I think we feel like, all right, they're going to try to yeah. get this thing done quickly, but that's easier said than done in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. And, and to be clear, the Seahawks could trade Tyler Lockett. Like they have the cap space to do it. It's just that that's not really a, a very common. Well, well especially if they're trying to get a quarterback, like, you know, you want to, keep weapons around them right that's why the, that's why it's like the bobby wagner thing so the rust thing was a, a stunner like an at like again i've said this like five times i'll say it again i was walking my dog i was like uh half a block up from my house i get this alert and i turn around i, I go oh bleep and then i was like oh bleep 
and then turned around and started like dragging my dragging George back to the house while sprinting back to the house and and screaming like oh bleep oh bleep oh bleep because like that it was like like no one saw it coming. Pete Carroll last week said he we're not we're not inter- even entertaining. Like Pete Carroll lied like just a bold faced lie. Said we're not entertaining offers for Russ. They obviously were talking to the Broncos at the time. This didn't come together since the combine. Like they sat down with the Broncos at the combine and hashed this out. I mean, and, and, you know, like. And, and that's fine. I, you know, we get lied to all the time in this business. I don't mind it. It's just, and, and when they did, again, when they did that, it was like, okay, Russ wasn't happy with them, clearly. They all put on the nice face for the kids, and then they dealt him. But, you know, like, what's like what's the next move? And then the Bobby Wagner, the like, subsequent Bobby Wagner release makes you think, like, man, this team might be, you can't just you just can't it just can't rebuild with a seventy year old coach. It doesn't make any sense, right? And, and again, you can you can play the okay, it saves sixteen point six or whatever it is million off the cap for Seattle. That's why they did it. But if you're talking about a player of Bobby Wagner's caliber and you have the mindset that you want to continue to contend, and it's a guy who had a career high one hundred and seventy tackles last year and is still one of the best middle linebackers in the NFL. You go to the table and see if you restructure for a guy that's literally been hit there his entire career. I, I would assume he'd play ball and, and try to see if they can work something out, maybe get more guarantees up front and, and play that game a little bit. But just to straight up release him, again, sends the message of, okay, is this a full rebuild? Because like you said, before you could say, okay, you know, Russell Wilson was disgruntled last offseason. Maybe things haven't changed. They just need a reset of the position. And it's unfortunate it's the most important one, but the guy wasn't happy and it wasn't going to be a, a sustainable situation. But when you couple that by getting rid of your second most important player, it, it's a tough look there to say, okay, no, we're still going to try to contend. Yeah, agree completely. And uh, Molly P asked in the chat, is there a great potential quarterback in the 2023 NFL draft? Um, I would say, I mean, like Bryce Young, I mean, uh, yeah, Bryce Young and, and CJ Stroud are in there, but like there's no, there's no Andrew Luck or Trevor Lawrence. Like there's no, there are definitely like some. Oh, there is Devin Leary, NC State's. Maybe, maybe. Oh, maybe that's the move. They want to replace Russell Wilson with Devin Leary. They need another. They need another uh, short statured, uh, super clutch, big armed quarterback from NC State. That's what they need. And they signed um, Jacoby Brissett for this year just to get them over there. Is that, uh, that the move? Pete Carroll's <laughs> obsession. You know, Pete Carroll once coached at NC State. Actually, um, there you go. it all comes together. Was he the head coach or was he a coordinator here? I can't remember. Anyway, I'll I'll look it up. I'll look it up during the break. And after the break, we will uh we'll talk about where the odds set up for the AFC and NFC with Russ and Aaron Rodgers on the doing what they did on Tuesday. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the AFC, obviously, didn't really have time to look it up during the break because he was the defensive coordinator from 1980 to 1982, and then he left NC State, the prestigious NC State, to take the same position at Pacific University. So it's not necessary. It's not. I necessary. love that Devo. <laughs> so so much shade. Are you sure that what the coach wasn't fired at that point in time? No, I'm not sure, but NC State to Pacific. That's a jump that most people make that are trying to advance their careers. <laughs> oh, down hard. I very nearly had to cough with the mic open. Um, that's good, Diva. That's good. Keep that one in mind. AFC contenders. Odds for the AFC championship, the, the the to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl post Russell Wilson trade. Two of the top three are in the AFC West. The Bills are the favorite at plus 425. The Chiefs are four and a half to one. Broncos, six and a half to one. And then the Bengals and the Ravens at 10 to one. The Titans at 11 to one. Pats at 14 to one. Chargers and the Colts. What are the Colts doing on here? Chargers and the Colts at 14 to one. The Browns at 20 to one. Raiders, Steelers, and Dolphins, 25 to one. Does anything catch your eye? Not necessarily like a oh I need to bet that, but even potentially a what the hell um, sort of uh, sort of sort of uh, does anything catch your eye, Sully? I think one one of them is the Chargers at fourteen to one, and really because again everybody's paying attention to the Broncos, rightfully so. The Chiefs are going to be up there too, but you know I think we kind of clump them together, right? It's it's those three and then the Raiders. Like that's at least how I kind of view it. Maybe the in, you know with the Chiefs up top just because of Patrick Mahomes and them. Yeah. But but you look at what the Chargers are positioned to do this offseason. They already have the quarterback in place in Justin Herbert, and they have uh, you know prior to this Mike Williams resigning, they had the second most cap space in the NFL going into this offseason. So if all of a sudden. You start solidifying the pieces that you want. I don't know. Maybe you go sign Bobby Wagner to solidify your defense, and you make those type of moves. All right, you're, you're building something there. Again, you know this that whole division is going to beat itself up. It, they're going to be pretty battle tested by the time they reach the postseason. And we've already seen teams, you know, multiple teams in that division reach the playoffs. It wouldn't surprise me at all if all of a sudden Herbert takes a leap and they've retooled at all these positions to kind of create a, not a super team, but just a, a, a much more competitive roster going into this year. I, charges are interesting because, and obviously Mike Williams, if you're watching on YouTube, Mike Williams, not a free agent. He signed a big contract. This, that graphic was done by our excellent research team uh, before, prior to that contract being signed. Um, charges are interesting because like, what if, what if Brandon Staley, who, you know, got overhyped for his press conferences probably, but I think is a good coach and a smart coach. What if he learns a lot between his first and second year? I mean, yeah. first year head being a first year head coach is hard. You know, you are doing a lot of stuff you've never done before and learning on the fly. Let's if he, if he, if he takes a leap, so to speak in his second year, maybe the chargers are that much better. I would offer that 
having three teams under 15 to one from the same uh, division is insane. Yeah. Like I get, I get it. And you know, we, we think the Broncos and the, um, and the, and the chiefs will probably both be playoff teams, maybe the chargers as well, but man, I, like I'd rather take a flyer on the Ravens at 10 to one, maybe even the Bengals at 10 to one. Although I, I do, you know, the Bengals to that sort of number, maybe I'm not completely bought in. I think the Browns at 20 to one is an interesting one. They, they were like, what, eight to one last year? I mean, the only thing that changes, they had dealt with a bunch of injuries and they had a bad season. I mean, this is a team with a pretty good roster. The Steelers at 25 to one, great coach, have one big problem in the quarterback position and just have to figure out how to fill that. And I think, I don't know, they'll trade for Deshaun Watson. Like, they're still such a question mark. Well, my thing is, how much does that change if we're talking about Pittsburgh here, 25 to 1? How much does that change with Jimmy Garoppolo, a quarterback? I think that that jumps up at least. I think I was going to say, I think it at least puts you in that New England Chargers Colts territory. Yes, Yes, absolutely. I think that's exactly where you find yourself in. Like they're 25. To be perfectly frank, the Raiders at 25 to 1 might be my favorite. I mean, like the Raiders, the Raiders could be good. Sure. That division is just going to be hard. Yeah. There's only one team that can win it, and it's Russell Wilson just got himself traded into the division. He could have gone to Washington, we think. Yeah, there was a report that they offered three first rounds or rounders or something. And 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 based on the people reporting that, I believe it. Like Grant Paulson, uh, friend of the program, friend of the pod, um, great dude. Always, if Grant reports something, it's 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 true. And then Ben Standing of the Athletic reported that the uh, like the specific picks that were involved. So. I think Albert Breer might have had he might have uh, had something on it too. So like I mean like there's cl- it's clearly that happened. Let me ask you this: Do you think that what's what's more likely uh, that Russell Wilson vetoed going to Washington, or that the um, Seattle Seahawks did not want to trade Russell Wilson inside the conference? Because it, one of those two things caused that deal to to not happen. You would think. I mean, if you're looking at like you would rather have three first round picks from Washington then and plus you know what like the, the deal Washington in theory would have offered would have been better than whatever Denver was offering I think yeah it's it's possible I mean you know you, you can play that big what if game it's like okay well he goes to Washington they'll be better because it's in a technically a worse division you know you're, you're beating up on the Giants and the Eagles or in the cow you're contending with the Cowboys and all that stuff maybe but still, you know, you go to the AFC West, you never know. They could well, well, let's sorry, blow let's doors. Look at this way. Let's go this way. If he goes to the NFC East, and as rumored, Mitchell Trubisky is signed by the New York Giants, like then then Russ is immediately the, the best quarterback in the division, yep. Yep. followed by Dak and then Mitchell Trubisky and then Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, the point being is like, I think you win a lot easier in the NFC East than you do in the AFC West. But I, but I do think that there's something to be said for keeping him out of the conference. I mean, this is totally, sure. you know, a common practice in the NFL. There were reports about Aaron Rodgers. If they were going to trade him, the NFC was just a non-starter. They weren't trading him in the conference. There are teams that were reportedly, you know, you know, the the plan, if they were actually going to move on from Rodgers, were like the Broncos, the Steelers, and the Titans, all in the AFC. I think you follow a very similar type of path there if you're Seattle, where you don't need this guy just, you know, trucking over you a bunch of times over the course of the year and winning directly in your conference. And 
let's say the master plan for Seattle is to go after Deshaun Watson or get you know a, a veteran quarterback where they can kind of turn things around quickly, you're shooting yourself in the foot if Washington sure. has, has Russell Wilson. So, yeah, no, it makes a ton of sense to keep him in a different conference. You deal with it down the road in the Super Bowl if you're fortunate enough to get there. I think that that's probably the, the most likely thing. But also, if you're if you're if you're Russell Wilson, I don't know. I think I would like Denver a little bit more than Washington at the moment. I understand you have, you know, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, but I, I kind of like the situation in Denver a little bit more with, with Nathaniel Hackett. Obviously a proven uh resume there with Aaron Rodgers, the weapons around him. I I kind of like that spot better. I also think there's a chance that, you know, CR was like Russ, like you're not I don't want to go like live with yeah, and, and like not like like I don't want to go spend I don't want to go live next to all your family, you know, and uh, I don't want to. You're not working for Daniel Snyder, like I like right. I no, I'm not. We're not no, we don't doing that. Like we can go to Denver where, yeah, I mean, there's a new and look as we pointed out in the podcast yesterday, the you know new ownership group coming in. You got you know we don't know who it's going to be, but Russell makes it much more enticing, and in theory, you'll get the sort of Brady Stafford, uh, Stafford didn't do this as much, but like the Brady ability to be like, hey, like let's do this and this because there's a like when ownership comes in, you haven't already been there. You know what I mean? Like, like you're gonna like now Russ is an enticing piece in in terms of what ownership is buying into, and so I think that benefits. Um, I, I, don't know, I think I think that somehow well, benefits Russell. No, no, I think it, I think it, I think it helps. You know, if you're talking about the sale of the Denver Broncos, yeah, of course this yeah. helps. It's like buying a new house and they just renovated the bathrooms. You're like, and right, by the way, there's a. It's like we just built a tree house in the yeah yeah or like we just redid the kitchen. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so for me again, it, it just makes sense. Denver, you know, for a multitude of reasons, whether it's Russ or Seattle, I think both again you know russ still had to approve this deal he has reportedly and so you know i think it's kind of a both sides thing but it makes sense for both teams for both yeah, sides russ, russ russ has approved it already i believe that happened he has yeah. yeah yeah russ has approved it and passed his physical the other players coming back to uh seattle have to pass their physicals for it to be official and it can't be official until the new league year anyway um nfc side aaron Rodgers apparently has not signed his contract my god this guy with his tweeting and this nice what are we doing here he's like i have as he's like i'm coming back as although you know what sully i think that is i think that's him maybe being correct from a technical standpoint and potentially trying to leverage continue to hold leverage for Devonte adams getting a contract that's that's probably what it is. I, I think that he just saw the new Batman movie and was in, 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 enamored <laughs> with the Riddler, and so he's just sending all everybody is on a wild goose chase. Is is it new yes. Batman good? Have you seen yeah, it? yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it. Okay, check it but out. But yes, I think he's sending us on a uh, a detective chase of what does this mean? Uh, what does that mean? And we go start deciphering everything. I, I like how triggered Mike Florio got about it. Like he yeah. wrote in all caps, he's like, "Why does he care?" Like, <laughs> I, I do think it's a somewhat of a power play. Like I said, Adams is a is a key thing, and I did notice yesterday. I haven't. I was doing the the franchise tag tracker and all this, yeah. you know, all, all that fun stuff for the site. And you know, I'm waiting to a, a lot of the reports of like he's officially signed. You know, they've officially franchise tagged Devontae Adams. Every team came out and announced it on their social media platforms. Like Chris Godwin tagged. You know, blah blah. blah uh, Michael Sicky tagged. I got off when I got off my ship, they had not done it yet. So I haven't, again, I don't have them on push notifications or anything like that. Okay. The NFL came oh. out with official rundown. 
that said that they were they were tagged, but I was waiting and I almost was wondering, like, okay, is are they tagging him and is a deal super close? It was it was one of those things for me where it kind of was the most head scratching. I would if I if I had to guess, I would say, and I think you're right, that they have not done that. And again, I, you know, it's 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 official, it's been done, but I just thought it was a little weird that all of these teams are announcing it and the Packers had not. And this is one of the more intriguing franchise tag decisions because I don't think he necessarily wants to be tagged. I think he wants that long-term that's, deal. That's, that's exactly it. Is that um, in the NFL? Yeah, he, he is on the the NFL. He's officially leagues. tagged. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's there's no question about that. I think it's the Packers didn't want to. The the Packers are trying to negotiate with him, trying to get a deal done. They don't want to make him mad. They know that he's on Twitter frequently. They don't want to tweet it out and have a bunch of people tag him. They don't want to tag him and be like, we've placed a franchise tag on Tay Adams 15 or whatever, or 17 or whatever it is. Cause that would only make him more mad. He's, I think he's very pissed off about this. Yeah. I mean, the way James Jones talked about it, I mentioned it yesterday, but like watching James Jones on NFL network, he's, he's like, I'm very close with Devonte Adams and he is not going to be happy about this. Like really not going to be happy. About it. I mean, like the way he said it was like, man, but Devontae Adams would be really pissed off about this. So I would guess that's why there's no tweet. Yeah. And again, you know, you're rightfully so. It's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's great because you get a fully guaranteed, I think it's like 20 million for him. He's making a ton of money. It's, sure. it's, a, it's a huge number, but you wait a long time. You don't get many cracks at these, these opportunities to get into the open market. We saw it last year with Chris Godwin. He was playing on the tag and then all of a sudden he's, he's dealing with a torn ACL. He's tagged again and he just, that's a tough situation for these players. So again, the franchise tag is like, it, look, it's a guaranteed one year deal for a ton of money, mm-hmm. but there's a reason why NFL owners, every time there's a new CBA or a CBA, uh, you know, being negotiated, they are adamant that the franchise tag is staying in. It's because it sucks for the players. It prevents movement in the market. It prevents uh, raising salaries because you know, you're, you know, you keep somebody on a con- you know, keep somebody on a franchise tag, and you negotiate a deal with them. And and most players, understandably so, are not interested in trying to grind through, you know, multiple years of being on a tag to get the free agency and the benefits like beyond. We saw Kirk Cousins do it, and and then like and, and no one else is you know really like Brandon Scherf might do it this offseason, but like Dak didn't want to do. It. Nobody nobody wants to do that. Well, think of it like this too, Will. It's not only that, which is true. I mean, you know, these players don't want to deal with that. But it also helps other players when players hit the open market. Like J.C. Jackson's a good example. Yeah, yeah. I think the number one person who's excited for him not to be franchise tagged should be Jalen Ramsey. Because if all of a sudden J.C. Jackson starts making more money than Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey's now going to go to the table and say, hey, listen, we got to get this thing figured out. I should be the number one paid cornerback in the NFL. It resets the entire market. So a bunch of these guys get a level up in terms of their pay. The more, the more guys that hit the market, the higher it drives call. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it makes total sense. All right. Let's talk about NFC contenders, the Packers, the favorites at four to one Rams at plus four twenty five. I mean, man, you look at these, this NFC, by the way, and there's two, like, I feel comfortable with the Packers and the Rams. I like, I love the 49ers, but I don't know about Trey Lance. I, you know, I don't trust the Cowboys to win more than one playoff game with Mike McCarthy. And then you really start having some questions get asked here after, after that, where it's, you know, Arizona with Kyler, 
Tampa, what are they doing? Minnesota, new coaching staff, new front office. Self Kirk Cousins, but plenty of questions. New Orleans, no longer Sean Payton's you know gig. The Eagles. I mean, who wants to back the Eagles? This is a, the whole Pete Carroll thing has got me taking just, just random side shots, <laughs> side swipes at Divas Eagles. Actually, I think the Eagles were pretty good value there at eighteen to one. The Panthers at thirty to one. What are the how are we already to the Panthers here? Washington, Atlanta, Seattle now thirty five to one. Chicago, 35 to one, the giants 50 to one to win the NFC and the lions 75 to one. My goodness gracious. There are some uh, 75 to one um, is pretty insane. Was that what that wasn't Cincinnati last year? Was it? What were they again? It was something crazy. It was a huge, it was a huge number where they, they, you know, again, they were 75 to one to win the AFC preseason 150 to win the super bowl. Crazy. Whew insane and, I, and i'm sure like there's probably like five people who bet it you know right of course and, and breach should have been one of them i don't know if he's on a yacht somewhere but you know. right, breach step breach <laughs> I, I think one of the things in you know i think we looked at, at this a lot in the afc especially with the denver broncos because you know though their numbers were their futures numbers were always a little bit hedged with the idea that they could possibly yeah. trade for aaron Rodgers, and so they were they were just boosted a little bit on that off chance, you know, you're not giving them those crazy odds. I think you're kind of seeing that with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah, at, I think at, at 14 to one. I think that they should be low. Again, you're talking about Kyle Trask right now as, as their possible quarterback to start week one. But there's been plenty of rumors that they'll be in on, you know, these quarterbacks that become available. Deshaun Watson's a name that they've been, you know, reportedly been interested in. So I think I think that that is one of the reasons why that they're that they are where they're at in terms of these odds because they are an organization that i think is pretty open to being aggressive they're keeping a lot of this core together that won the super bowl a year ago minus obviously tom brady yes there's the possibility of him coming out of retirement and they slot him right back in but ultimately i think that they're i think that has more to do with what they'll do in in the offseason in terms of a targeting a quarterback rather than tom brady coming back and I would actually argue too that the 49ers at plus 550 are strictly a result of the the rumors of Tom Brady going to San Francisco and keeping Trey Lance on the bench for another year at least while they make a run because the books got burnt so hard by Tam- like Tampa futures when you know in in the co- in a COVID year weird season Tom Brady leaves New England goes to Tampa Bay they you're a hundred percent right about the Broncos. The Broncos were like 18 to one before the Russell Wilson, before the Aaron Rodgers signing. I don't know if anybody, um, I don't know if anybody messed up. and was like, all right, well, Rodgers back in green Bay. Let's move the Broncos to 40 to one. And then like people pounced on it. And, and, then, and then the Russell trade happened, but like they are, if they're just like draft props, these, these um, odds for, for the Super Bowl before free agency before the draft are going to be somewhat reactionary you know the they are they're caution they're hedging and cautioning themselves against the 49ers and the buccaneers based on rumors because if you look at the bucks or if you look at 49ers right now they're a great look i think they're a good team i don't know what trey lance is going to be but they're not plus they're not they're not shouldn't be a bigger favorite than the cowboys if you look at the bucks they definitely shouldn't be 14 to 1 with Kyle Trask and Blaine Gabbert at quarterback like that division might stink, but that team is not that bad. I think Sully, the Seahawks are actually worth a little uh, nibble, maybe because okay. on on the possibility that 
Pete Carroll is not trying to do a full-blown rebuild and is going to trade, and John Schneider is going to trade for some, like a Deshaun Watson or someone like that. And so you're you're basically buying that. You know, everybody's zigging over this way, and you're zagging. zagging baby, so. we're zagging. All right, I don't hate it. I think that with San Francisco quickly, yes, there's certainly a Brady element to this too, but the biggest domino for San Francisco has yet to fall in the Jimmy Garoppolo trade or, yes. or what, whatever's going to happen. That's going to clear up over 20 million in in cap space for them where you could start letting money fly i mean you could start bringing in whatever you want to surround trey lance with which i think is another aspect to this yes they could go after you know brady if he comes out but also you could just create a loaded roster around trey lance if you were able to rid yourself of the garoppolo money yeah i mean you could you got you got a lot to uh to work with if you're if you're san francisco if you if once you trade jimmy garoppolo and presumably he, I mean, he's, I mean, somebody's going to give up something for him. People need quarterbacks. Yeah, he's going to yeah. like the Colts or the Steelers or something like that. Um, I, you know, I mentioned the Vikings, and they, I, actually, I'll tell you. I mean, I don't really hate the idea of just betting the Packers and Rams here. Yeah, because I don't like the Vikings at all. I, I believe JLC just had a report where. You know, you noted that they would be open to ridding themselves of a couple of key players there. I think Adam Thielen was named. There Kirk was a Cousins. few. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. He has, you know, you can check out the story on CBS. But, you know, I don't want to, you know, yes, they have the new head coach. The quarterback played well last year, statistically. They have these pieces, but I don't know. It feels like they could be a surprise, rip it down type of, you know, I don't know if they're going to go as crazy as Seattle did, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did either. Yeah, I, it wouldn't be. I don't think anything would be shocking, especially it, now that Rodgers is here for the next four years. You know, you you, you don't want to say that means anything to a, a you know a team in the division, but you can, you it kind of does. But, but I mean, it, it it might mean something. <laughs> you know, it's definitely it's definitely gonna you know in te- in terms of like you should still try to contend and build a roster, but you know when the back to back league MVP signs on to your division competitor for four more years, you might have to have a different type of timeline for your organization. That yes, I, I agree agree completely, and you know. Kevin O'Connell worked with Kirk Cousins before. Cousins only has one more year left on his deal. So, like, worst case scenario for the Vikings, you're all right. We're we're gonna dump some guys, and then we'll just do one year with Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah. NFC feels. V- I mean, it could obviously change. The Cowboys look. The Cowboys could win the d- conference. Not insane. Um, for Trey Lance could be amazing. Not insane. Kyler Murray could come back and be great. Not insane. But like, man, you start getting past. Those top teams. I mean, I just think it's if I were if I were betting on it, I'd prefer to do some sort of wager on like like just bet the Rams and bet the Packers, bet them heavy instead of sprinkling around like a bunch of other teams. And you feel pretty good about having by far the two best teams in the division in the conference. I, I think you do that in the NFC. If you're trying to sprinkle it around, it's clearly the AFC. Yes. You talk about all the quarterbacks that are now in that conference with Russell Wilson now going from the NFC to the AFC. You have, you know, Justin Herbert obviously in there, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow ascending. It, it, Lamar Jackson coming back healthy. I mean, it is a crazy list of guys that are just going to, you know, that are you know, probably I bet you the the top fifteen quarterbacks in the in the NFL. I would say over three, you know, three fourths of them are in the AFC just yes. by you know just just being overweighted. And that's not even throwing out in the next few years here what happens with like Trevor Lawrence and Mac Jones and all of those guys that were drafted in the first round last year. I mean, 
you're talking about an unbelievably heavy quarterback uh, conference there in the AFC. If you want to sprinkle it around and try to find value, I think that's where you do it. Because again, one of those quarterbacks could pop off. In the NFC, it just it doesn't feel it feels way more top heavy than the, than the AFC. Could not agree with you more, as always, Sully. Um, okay, that's the podcast. All right, we got it done. Take care Sweet. of business. T uh, what TCOB? Is that what they say? I don't think they say that. The, the kids don't say that anymore? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. They said in the 80s, I think. The kids. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> TCOB. Uh, T- <laughs> Robbie, Robbie, we got the car there and he goes, Thank God it's Friday. I was like, oh, That's right. TGIF, buddy. He's like, What are you talking about, Dad? I was like, All right, <laughs> um, all right man. As always, a pleasure, Sully. We will, uh, I'm sure, talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And we'll be back tomorrow. It only takes two minutes of sheer horror. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. We were dealing with a serial killer preying on elderly women. A cold-blooded killer hidden in plain sight. He's suffocating people with a pillows. Leaving corpses all over Texas. How did it happen? I was responsible for her. The guilt is immeasurable. They covered it up. Pillowcase Murders, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+.